Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. And before we get started, Chris, we have a message from our partners at Birch Gold. The global upheaval caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the crippling sanctions on Russian trade are showing to have massive ripple effects across the world including right here in the U.S. And it's not just at the gas pump. Food prices are soaring right now. To quote President Biden with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket. As the dollar becomes worth less every day, transition some of your nest egg to something of worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started right now. Text RON to 989-898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. Text RON to 989-898 to get a free info kit on gold. There is no obligation to get this information. Text RON to 989-898 to protect your savings with gold. Very good. Chris, uh, what do we have today for our program? Well, Dr. Paul, it, it, it turns out that the central planners are not doing so well in managing the economy, which, as we all know, at least over here, that it cannot be done. But we'll report on what they do and the results they're getting. Now, we know that the economy has been in bad shape for a long, long time. But since 2008, they've tried to paper over, you know, the disaster that they created prior to 2008. And they made it look uh, like everything is fine. But uh, we noticed, um, I think it was yesterday, that the government's GDP, which is a bad statistic because it counts government spending as a positive, uh, you know, and government spending is not a positive, it's a net negative on the economy. Uh, a vast majority of it is waste and, and a burden on society. But they count it as a positive. But even government's GDP number is showing a negative quarter one, which means one more quarter. And by their definition, we're in a recession. So we are facing an economic contraction and <clears throat> soaring inflation at the same time, which is showing that the Fed's money printing stimulus is no longer having a stimulating effect you know, uh, it's it's almost like someone who who wants to stay awake and takes pills to stay awake and 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 ups the dosage and ups. The, eventually, he's going to fall asleep. The stimulant will lose its effect, and that is what is happening with the money printing. So it is not, uh, at least as of quarter one, keeping the bubble afloat, which uh, shows, Dr. Paul, as we've been saying, week after week, year after year that managing the economy by fiddling with interest rates and counterfeiting money simply cannot work. Absolutely correct. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me. And you know, uh, the Fed, and we've said it before, they're between the rock and the hard place. They're in a quandary. 
because they're trying to do something that nobody's ever done. You know, have, be central economic planning, world economic planner, and pretend that they know what is uh, the right thing to do, know supply and demand, know what interest rate should be, how much money should be out there circulating, how do you distribute the money fairly, and all these things. It's unknowable, and that's why the whole system is bad. <clears throat> But one thing we do know when we have a monetary system like this, there's a lot of excesses built into it. And I think that's what we're seeing now in the markets. I think these excesses were expressed just this weekend when there was a tech bubble bursting to a large degree and the stocks adjusted. Just think of Amazon, gigantic company, but it still had to take you know, uh, a, a big change in, in value. Uh, in the last year, I think uh, they lost $55 billion. Lost a, a bit of change. They still have a lot more, but that's part of the excesses that, that occur. And uh, then also the characteristic of these kind of conditions will be shortages. Uh, of course, the shortages that we've been dealing with lately have been a combination of the stupidity of uh, fighting COVID and the way they dis you know, disrupted the marketplace there. But it's also a natural consequence of a fiat system. I remember so clearly the day after Nixon put on wage and price controls on August 15, 1971. It didn't take a week or two to really, for the market to understand and respond to what was happening. But, the, but they put on strict wage and price controls and tariffs, froze uh, the gold window, that, and <clears throat> actually eliminated the definition of the unit of account, which was the dollar related to gold. So uh, what I remember so clearly was how quickly the shortages occurred. All of a sudden, you know, the replacement cost might have doubled for some people or it was unknown. Uh, so they just couldn't replenish their services and they couldn't sell them at the old price because that meant that uh, you'd, you'd be giving it away because the price managers have adjusted upward. So things move rather rapidly and they're unpredictable, but that's what we're facing. And that's why the Fed is in a dilemma right now on trying to sort all this out. But uh, they, uh, will, uh, they will monkey around with it, and it will be the people who suffer. And then there will be a big question, you know, how's the dollar hold up value? You know, it's important, you know, the dollar maintains the dollar as the reserve currency of the world. I'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later on. But the uh, <clears throat> dollar is, is actually pretty, pretty strong right now. And, uh, and it, it, but the prices, prices are going up. It's, uh, you, you know, when you're measuring the value of a, of a currency or, or the dollar, people say, well, uh, the, uh, we'll look at the uh, basket of currencies on an international uh, uh, currency market. And the yen has been very weak and that explains some of it and that pushes the, the dollar up. And uh, also, uh, there's, there are other ways of measuring it. Ultimately, though, to me, the most important thing to look at, to measure what's really happening to the value of the dollar is not so many, so much in government reports. It's uh, even the CPI and the PPI is important, but that's a government report and there's a lot of distortion there. The report that is most important is the perceptions of the consumer on uh, their standard of living and what the cost of living is uh, doing. And that's where the problem is. That is the ultimate test 
of the value of the currency. What can you buy with it? What will the people accept? And I say that is where the crisis is coming. That's where the political crisis will come from. And that's where we'll have to face it up to eventually since they cannot manage their way out of it because they're incapable. It is not a system that can be managed because it's something that everybody has to be involved. It's the rules and regulations, the definition of the currency and what is the unit of account. All those things are important. But uh, no, the, the Congress can't just... Uh, uh, you know, pass more laws, spend more money, and the Fed can't lower interest rates again and again and lower and lower. How, how much lower can you go other than zero, you know, this sort of thing. So they, they have nothing to offer. And uh, right now, I think the people in this country are a bit at unease. They're very uneasy about what's happening, and they, <clears throat> they will turn their anger toward the politicians that that is correct but the whole problem is are they sending the right message on what the politicians ought to be doing right dr paul and you make a great point it's uh, what your currency can buy you know when we hear about strong dollar i think of you know a classroom filled with f students and one has a d and he's all happy you know they're all bad students so the dollar is is bad uh, you know, the others just may be slightly worse. But what matters to us in our day-to-day -day lives is what can we buy? And we're learning that we can buy less, especially at the supermarket, gas stations, you know, the things that really matter uh, to us. So, uh, you know, but this is what happens, and the Fed has trapped itself. You know, we, we think back to, I think it was 2018, where they tried raising interest rates, and I think they got to 2.5%. Everything started to fall apart, and then they reversed course all the way back to near zero again. And in the eyes of you know what you'll find on the TV and in the in the papers, so-called economists, whew, the Fed saved everything. You know everything stopped falling apart. But in truth, and what Austrian e economists know, is no, they didn't save anything. All they did was make things worse. They kicked the can. So in between 2018 to now at 2022, there is now a bigger problem. And they will never be able to, probably to even raise close to 2.5% this time. I mean, are they going to raise, we just talked about the GDP, are they going to raise into a declining economy? You know, but if they don't raise, inflation gets worse. So this is why you know, these people with these massive egos that think that they could rule the world, they cannot. Central planning cannot work. It's not the people involved. It doesn't matter if it's Greenspan or Powell. There is no person on earth that can do what they try to do. Unfortunately, what they do do is destroy everything for the rest of us, and we all have to pay the price for their decisions. That's, that's, that's absolutely uh, true. And uh, right now, uh, as I see it, they're pursuing a policy where they think they can, you know, uh, raise interest rates and restore, you know, the confidence in the reserve currency of the world because some people are, are, are worried correctly that this thing will get out of control. And uh, yet at the same time, uh, they're working real hard not to shrink the money supply and, and they're, they're connected. You can't r really do this and all of a sudden say, well, we'll just direct the people, we'll get, interfere in the market, uh, which they do all the time. And that's why, uh, you know, they're a big player and they, they have this plunge protection team. They have a lot of politicians and a lot of 
political people and a lot of bureaucrats that can, uh, you know, manipulate, you know, prices. And uh, one thing they like to do is uh, they they will try to manipulate, uh, you know, both the, both the gold and and the dollar. But they usually come up short. And uh, this is this is the the big the big problem. And uh, the the dollar. The, the dollar is uh, go, going to suffer from all of this. You, people say, what do you mean? The, dollar, the dollar's doing you know, uh, pretty well. Well, if you measure it against uh, other things, uh, other currencies, that may be true. But eventually, though, the dollar will have to be adjusted for this uh, terrible, terrible situation. And I think more and more people over there are starting to realize that the biggest fear I have is what it's going to do to the political system, the people who uh, are are victims who would like to do better but don't understand economics, so they will demand more inflation, and that is not a solution. And that's how you end up with Zimbabwe and Venezuela type runaway inflation. So, and right right now, a lot of people would like to ignore that, but uh, ultimately, it's, it's going to happen. This is one of the reasons the founders tried to prevent this from happening. They practically begged and pleaded after they learned about the continental dollar to put into the Constitution. Nothing but gold and silver can be legal tender. And we got off it during the Civil War, but went back to it. But right now, there's no easy, uh, easy way to get back to sound money because there's such a political pressure on it. Uh, on keeping the status quo because some of it is biting the bullet and there will be some people who would suffer from the correction. It's sort of like trying to get the drug addict off the drugs. Uh, yeah, I'm, I want to get off my drugs, but I don't want to have any reaction from the removal of the drugs. And that's what people are expecting. It's impossible. And that's why you have to expect political chaos, which is, uh, you know, raising its ugly head. And I think every day it's, ahead. it's been a fertile field for the Marxists to raise, raise their efforts and try to promote their options in replacement for what we've had. So uh, we, we live in dangerous times with this all in mind. And it was all preventable. It's all correctable. But I tell you what, it will not be easy because there's a lot of power people behind that know better, but they're benefiting by. And the people I'm talking about, they're in the deep state, they're in the bank industry, the medical industry, pharmaceutical industry, the military industrial complex. They all, they benefit tremendously from this. So uh, the, the markets are very powerful. And the market is really what finally brought about uh, August 15th, 1971, is the government was lying to everybody. Even though it was a reserve currency world, they said, our dollar is as good as gold. And it, it was to a degree, but everybody knew it was just temporary, especially the French. They finally said, no way, we're turning in our paper for the gold. And uh, that is what will, will happen. The market will be more powerful, although there's going to be a lot of people itching to get their, uh, get their benefits and, and, and get away with it. But uh, unfortunately, these situations end up penalizing and taxing, because it's literally a tax, taxing the middle class and the poor. And uh, although we see some numbers that say, hey, maybe things aren't too bad. It looks like everybody can get a job. But if you look at the purchasing power of what's coming and what real salaries are doing, how much money is, is, is in the bank and how fast uh, you know prices are going up compared to 
to wages. That's the big problem. Wages that never keep up with the cost of living going up, and that's where the real tragedy is. Very good, Dr. Paul. I will finish up. Um, when central planners fall apart, and it has happened so many times, it's, it's ugly and nobody wants to go through it, but the falling apart process is actually the cure. That's how you get back to normality and reality. And I don't want to go through it. I'm sure Dr. Paul doesn't either, but these choices are out of our hands. We know that the costs of uh, building and maintaining an empire is it, al it always becomes unsustainable. Unfortunately, we live in an empire. That decision was made well before any of us were born. Now we're dealing with the consequences. Uh, with each passing day, the costs of maintaining an empire from all angles constantly increases. The problems constantly increase. We see students, they want uh, forgiveness of trillions of dollars of loans. Well, who's, who's going to cover that? The banks or, or us? You know, and then you have the, all the bank bailouts and the Wall Street bailouts and corporate bailouts. You know, the problem with the people that want to control the world is the people start to believe it and they want to, they want to uh, you know, bailouts and to always be taken care of and it cannot be done. So when the economy appears okay, you know, people overlook this stuff. They deal with their daily lives, you know, but it just appears okay. But once everything starts coming down, now the government ha and the Fed and everybody else, they have to face an onslaught of all these people that have become dependent on them and have believed all their lies. And it just cannot be maintained. The Soviets showed it, uh, showed what happens. You know, when there's problems, everything becomes local really fast. People start focusing on their local situations and don't care about the big empire anymore. So freedom is far superior to this big centralized power control. You know, there is no perfection in this world. There is no perfection with freedom. But at least the fires are localized and they're decentralized. When you have this one big monolith, everybody has to go down with the ship. And, you know, that's why we're always advocating for liberty because it would be much, much, much better than this. Very good. You know, under conditions like this, frequently they will lead to war. And we have found our neat little war over in Ukraine. And the military industrial complex continues to make big bucks. But there's always the increase uh, in threat of war the longer these uh, conditions last. And I think that's what we're facing. But there was an article today, uh, today's paper, that showed that there was a significant event where it was noted that, uh, that Russia uh, sold some coal. Oh, big deal. They sold coal to China and got, took yuan for it. They didn't go into the international financial markets and use dollars. They say, ah, oh, that's one little deal. We're not going to worry about that. But there are others who say this is the beginning of a trend where people will start weaning themselves off the use of the dollar, which means that people who have been suspicious about the dollar losing reserve status, I think they have a legitimate concern. Uh, I don't think that means that next week uh, everything's going to implode, but I think they're sowing the seeds for that, and when it comes, we'll be involved with a lot of subjective matter, people making mistakes, and who knows what. But this is definitely, I think, interesting because people around the world are sick and tired of uh, us throwing our weight around militarily and then controlling the financials market and putting on sanctions on everybody. 
and already even with this shipment of coal, we were into action right away. We sta- we, uh, we we just talked this week with Daniel about you know the uh, destroyer, U.S. destroyer for the fourth time going through the uh, uh, Taiwan Straits for no good reason other than to antagonize and uh, include that with another threat, saying to China, if you start dealing with Russia, you better watch out. We're going to do this and this and this. And hopefully it's just talk and all, but it's very, very dangerous talk. Uh, So once again, the monetary system, the economic system is always closely related, uh, you know, to the warmongering that goes on. And this is why there's a uh, a belief that I that I endorse is that the uh, more control you have on trade, the less free trade uh, that you have, uh, the, uh, the more likely is you'll be fighting. And uh, right now, in the founders, I believe this too, that if you had more trade with people, you would fight with them less. But that's not the direction we've been going in because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have been obscene. And the economists of the world would have been embarrassed. Oh, what we need are a lot more tariffs, a lot more sanctions. But now they go along with it because of the conditions that are uh, difficult to handle that are a consequence of us spending money, printing up the money, and doing this. But I do want to make one point about uh, I, I think it's a fallacy. Because right now, uh, you know, gold, uh, gold is at its peak. It was at $2,000 not too long ago. But it took a hit. And uh, it, was, it, it coincided with the announcement that uh, the Fed is going to raise interest rates. Who, who knows? A real interest rates versus what they say and do. It's a different story. But the, the understanding by the marketplace is that interest rates are rising. And they have risen a short time. And there's this belief that rising interest rates will take money out of gold and put it in something that you're going to earn interest. Well, they're not earning that much interest, and I really uh, don't believe that to be an absolute or a true statement because I remember so clearly in the 70s, we watched this very carefully, and at the beginning, uh, gold did uh, uh, respond to higher interest rates and it seemed like it was going to hurt gold. But through the 70s, uh, gold was started at $35 an ounce. It went up to $800 an ounce and 21% interest. So with uh, interest rates skyrocketing, uh, the gold market was uh, responding by going up rapidly. And so a lot of that has, uh, has to incorporate the concept of the subjectivity of pricing. The uh, uh, pricing is done by not only the factual numbers that you see, but how people are going to respond to it. But, uh, but I don't think there's an absolute, say, as soon as the interest rates go up, uh, people will all leave gold. I, I just don't believe that because uh, we have about 6,000 years of history on uh, how gold works and, and why people accept it. So anyway, the ultimate test and the ultimate uh, uh, solution to all these problems, as far as I'm concerned, is less government. Government, when it's maintained by so many people who don't have uh, liberty at heart, and they may go with good intentions, but so often they change their mind.
because in a truly free society with sound money, understanding of property rights and contract rights, believe me, things would be a lot better off. And it's not hard to understand. It be, will become a necessity. The big question is, are we going to wise up? Will the people open up their minds and say, you know, maybe this freedom stuff is pretty good. But now they distort words, they destroy language, and freedom, uh, freedom is slavery, you know, this sort of thing. But it's out there. Truth can be known. The nihilists who say, you can't even know truth, so we'll make it up as we go along. That has to be the thing we cancel. That particular idea that is total foolishness. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.